It is a road week for the Wheeling Nailers coming up this week as the team will travel to Greenville for three games on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday after just playing four and five last week. Next home game coming up on Wednesday, May 26th against the Indy Fuel. That's a makeup from April the 28th. And then we get to finish up with back-to-back -back games against the Fuel on June 4th and 5th. Those will both be 7-10 starts. Whoa, a little bit of a hot mic there. No problem. We'll get that adjusted quickly. And be back into action. Uh, on the 4th, it is Superman night. The Nailers will be wearing specialty jerseys. And then on the 5th, we wrap it up with our fan appreciation night. So let's get this show underway. As always, I bring in my broadcast partner, Isaac Basinger. And Isaac, one of the things that we get to do here tonight is lead into Pittsburgh Penguins hockey at 7.30 as the Penguins play game two against the New York Islanders. That's a big game for the Penguins, isn't it? Yeah, we were both talking about it before we came in here. Uh, game two is a huge game for the Pens. I feel like if this is a must win for them. If they don't win, they're going to be facing a daunting task. And I think there could be a very good chance that the golf bags will be out pretty early. The road teams have performed very well in the early goings of the Stanley Cup playoffs as Boston has a road win, the Islanders have a road win, uh, what is it, Minnesota has a road win, so I don't think there's much intimidation playing on the road as there used to be, right? Yeah, there isn't. It doesn't help that some of the stadiums aren't, or rinks are not full of fans yet, but the atmosphere is, can still be good, but sometimes it just comes back to who's the better team. So it is the Penguins and the Islanders at 7.30 for Game 2 of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Let's meet our guests for this week, and we got to pick these on the show last week, and you had uh, some thoughts on why we should have picked one of them, and it landed perfectly for the other one to just slide right in for us. Yeah, we got Brady Tomlack and Adam Smith here, and Brady, I really put you on here because you seem to get ripped each and every week out here, <laughs> and I wanted to give you a chance to defend yourself. A lot of jealous teammates out there, but I appreciate you having on. <laughs> <laughs> and then we've got Adam Smith with us as well. Yeah, I think your, your mic might be the one that's a little bit hot for us, but that's okay. Here, let's, uh, let's try it there and see if we like that. But uh, you happen to fall perfectly for <coughs> us because, as we found out, you are Tomer's roommate. Well, we're, we're not quite roommates uh at the lofts, but we're going to be roommates in a couple of weeks here, so it's pretty exciting. In a couple of weeks? The season's over in a couple of weeks. What are you doing? Yeah, the boys got a little uh, trip planned after the season, so we'll be heading down south and uh, enjoying some sun. Really? Are we allowed to go into detail on that? Because that sounds like it'll be a good time. Where are we going? Is it a Florida thing? or? We got a uh, all-inclusive setup down in Cancun. Uh, what? Yep, yep. Most of the younger guys, single guys are going, so it should be a, should be a fun time. Wow, how did this all get put together? Who's the brains behind this outfit? Uh, he's Smitty spearheaded it, actually, so well, you got to ask him. Well, yeah, someone's got to be the pivot because uh, there's a lot of guys that I'll talk about going but, but never actually pull the trigger. So uh, I kind of got the ball rolling, and it was good. We got a good group of, group of us going down. Have you been there before? Is this a first-time trip for you? I've been with my family a, a few times. We've gone to a couple different places. but Yeah, me as well. It's just the family, so it'll be a little different atmosphere this time. That's awesome. I mean, I, I feel like you guys kind of need that one last chance. I mean, it's been great that things have opened up in the last few weeks for you guys, and you get to go different places. But to just kind of get that big, deep breath to finish off the season and just kind of go nuts for a while is probably what the doctor ordered, isn't it? Yeah, I think it'll be good just to, to decompress a little bit. And um, like for me, I got to go back home to Canada where things are a little bit more strict, and uh, like I won't be able to see these guys or, or travel throughout the summer across the border to come see them so it's uh it's a good last weekend to, to spend with them 
Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, uh, it's going to suck not seeing a lot of these guys for, you know, three or four months. So it's one, one opportunity for us to kind of step away from hockey and just enjoy being around each other and having some fun. So, Smitty, I'm shocked that you have oxygen in the tank right now because you guys had to log some major minutes on the back end there over the weekend. What was that like? Yeah, it was difficult. I think uh, once you kind of get get the ball rolling and, and, and you get in the in the swing of it, it's it gets a little bit easier. But uh, yeah, 4D is definitely not fun. Tom Lack here says he's he could be an NHL defenseman because of the right-handed shot. So <laughs> I was really hoping the coaches gave him a chance to to come have a couple minutes on the back end with us. But uh, I got to work my C cuts a little bit, but I'm getting there. <laughs> a little bit more than just C cuts. Do you get a chance to see your minutes? Yeah, we have a, a report that comes out that gets emailed to us after the game. Did you really come close to 40? No, 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 not even close to 40. In the 30s, though, probably, right? Uh, I think I may have just got there, yeah. Okay. Man, that was uh, that was some yeoman's work by you guys over the weekend. I know that wasn't easy. And, I mean, especially for you guys like Tomer, I mean, this is your first year playing pro. Going into the games into the 50s can't be easy. And then you're throwing a 4-5 and five and you're throwing more minutes at you guys. I mean, that's... How long does it take to learn how to manage your body in a case like that? Yeah, um, that's obviously a lot different than a college schedule. You're playing two games a week, getting five days off to kind of rest and recover. So um, physically, it's just doing the little things after the game, stretching, cooling down, ice bath, whatever it is you need, go see Bugsy. And then uh, I think the hardest part, honestly, is the mental part, though, trying to get up for every game. Um, you know, you'll have your Wednesday night games, your Tuesday night games, three and three in a week, and Saturday, Sunday at four o'clock. It's just, you know, being able to stay mentally disciplined and uh, dialed for the game. Very good. So we go into Greenville this weekend. We've got a 3-3. Three and three. And uh, for you, how do you think the uh, lottery is going to go with the bunks? Because that's an overnight. <laughs> that's a midnight trip. So uh, I would assume that's going to be some precious territory to try and get on the bus. Absolutely. It's always a battle with the rookies to see who can get a bunk. But uh, I guess the only blessing disguised with that indie game being added is we're probably not going to take as many guys as we would have for the uh, original two-and-a-half-week trip. So I, I would think most guys will probably be able to get a bunk, which would be nice. How's your luck, Ben? Oh, go ahead, Smitty. I was just going to say I might have to give Tom like my, my bunk because he gets pretty grumpy when he doesn't get I one. Do. I'm, a, I'm a little grumpy on the bus when I don't get a bunk. It's Tomer's world. <laughs> <laughs> How's your luck, Ben? Uh, it's, been, it's been solid. I think, I mean, honestly, we've done a lot of day games. I think we've only had one other trip where we went down. Um, a couple days before there was a Carolina trip early in the season. So on the, on the day games, usually it's, we're only taking maybe one extra guy. Um, so almost everyone who's playing usually gets a bunk. I mean, you had some tools to work with on the last trip to be able to try and bribe your way into a bunk for this trip as you came up to the front of the bus with cupcakes. So. I did. I did. I was, I was auctioning those off. Hopefully that gets me in the good graces. So Where'd you get those? Uh, it was my birthday this past uh, I think it was Friday. My mom actually came out, so uh, she brought some baked goods with her as well. That's the closest trip for Michigan, huh? Yeah, I think it's uh, three hours from my place back home, so I'm a little north of Detroit, so it's, it's a pretty easy drive for them. There you go. Good way to celebrate the birthday. Did you guys partake in it? With the cupcakes? Yes. I was giving them a hard time because of our trip that we got planned to lay off the cupcakes, but uh, I, I, I snuck one in there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. At least he knows how to, you know, get the teammates on the right side of things. So that's good. I mean, I can't believe we're starting to wind it down where you guys only have three home games left to go, ten games total. I mean, what's kind of the feeling right now? I mean, unfortunately, we know that the season will come to an end the first week of June. But now kind of looking back at, at things, that, where you started, where you've gotten to now, team, individual, just looking at the world for that matter. I mean, what's kind of the takeaway right now? Yeah, I mean, I think it's been a long season. Uh, you know, obviously started the year in the uh, middle of a pandemic. That was different for everyone. A lot of guys didn't have the usual buildup, and 
uh, off season that that we usually do, and then even during the season, you know, we had coaches leave, players come, come in and out, and uh, at the end of the day, I think we had a really great group here. It was unfortunate that we didn't, you know, get better results on the ice, um, but really excited to see, you know, where this goes going forward. You know, based on maybe who's coming back and whatnot, but uh, you know, it's a really good group of guys we met this year. So, yeah, and just to, just to piggyback on what Tomer was saying is, um, we kind of got dealt a tough hand, like. Uh, we, we've played Fort Wayne, I think, 20, 21 times, yep, right? 20. That, that's 50% of my games this year is Fort Wayne, So, um, <laughs> who, who's obviously a really good team, and, and, and that kind of reflects in our standings and, and our wins and losses. But um, like, like Tom was saying, I think we've got a really good team, and it'll be exciting for what happens next year and, and what we can do next year. You got something? Yeah, speaking of this whole season and the whirlwind it has been, is there one thing that you've taken for granted from a normal season that you've had because of the whole COVID and the restrictions and stuff like that? Yeah, I just think kind of like the downtown. Obviously, it's my first year pro, so it's it's obviously everything's kind of new for me. But just the off time, being able to, you know, go out after a game or whatnot, like go grab a bite to eat at a restaurant, go grab a beer or wherever. Um, early in the season, that wasn't really a possibility. So uh, you were at the rank, you are at the loss a lot. So trying to, you know, just stay positive and, and uh, you know, keep, keep getting up and going to work every day. Um, and that environment is kind of tough, but uh, obviously as the season's gone on, it's gotten better. So, yeah, and I think one thing with pro hockey is is you got to keep your mind busy away from the rink as well, and, and you can't think about hockey too too much of the day. So that was that was probably the hardest part was you didn't have as many distractions away from the rink other than I don't know your television, your roommate, and your Xbox if you're a video games guy. So <coughs> I think that was probably the toughest part about it all. We've heard from a couple other guys, board games as well, if you guys. Is board games a big between you board two? Board games, card games, uh, definitely a lot of cards. Uh, but, yeah, I know a lot of guys in the Catan, I think it's called. Um, I've seen Monopoly float around, and they got, like, a marble game they also play now. So, uh, yeah, just trying to find ways to, you know, stay busy and, you know, get your mind off hockey a little bit. Any victories in those games? I've had my fair share of victories, and uh, we play Schnarps, it's called, and I've had a, I've had a few few wins there, so that's that's nice. It usually gives you a couple extra bucks in the road. So it's easy to win when you keep score. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's you're the scorekeeper. Uh, sometimes, sometimes I'm the best one to match. Only so it's only it's only fair. Make sure you get the pencil with the big eraser. Yeah, oh, yeah. Nah, I gotta get a get a point there added on there. There you go. So Stanley Cup playoffs going on. You mentioned sometimes you want to go away from hockey. Do you watch the Stanley Cup playoffs? Are you glued to it because of the excitement? Or is it, mm, I'm hockeying out myself right now. I don't want to watch any more of it. I'm a big hockey nerd, so I, I love watching the playoffs. And especially, like, we saw that Florida-Tampa game the other night, how electric that was. So it's definitely, uh, playoffs are definitely a different animal. And it's it's a lot more exciting to watch now than uh, than watching a few months ago when, when the buildings were empty. So. Yeah. I'm trying to remember when I had you on when we were recording at the office. I know you're an Ontario guy. Leafs? Leafs, 100%. Okay. You get the rivalry series. First time in gosh knows how yeah, long. Yeah, this of the 70s. Yeah. Leafs-Canadians. How fired up are you for that? It'll be, it'll be awesome. I wish there's, they were able to have some fans in the building like, like you could see in the Florida game the other day because it just has that extra element and better atmosphere. But, um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for Thursday. How do you think it's going to go? Leafs aren't I know gonna you're lose. gonna. I know Leafs you want. unbiased, but the Leafs aren't gonna lose. Sweep. Leafs, yeah. Leafs in five. Tomer is a betting man, so I take his word. Carey Price isn't gonna steal one. Leafs in five. Yeah, Leafs in okay, five. Okay, so, so Tomer says that the Price is gonna steal yeah. one. I might, I might give him one too. He's right. Okay, but other than that, they're pretty well controlled. Yeah. How far do you think they can go? Does, does McDavid scare you? Of course, he scares me. 
Okay. <laughs> um, scares everybody. But I, I don't know. I think they'll, they'll come out of their division. I, I hope, hope they can go to the finals, but I hope that every year. And um, it's nice not having to play Boston in the first round this year. So <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> but you might have to see him in later down the road. What's the toughest division you think that's going to be to get through? Like who's going to have probably the biggest advantage when they get to the final four? I think that Metro division is – that's what it is, right? Metro with – East now. East now. I, I, I'm confused with all the divisions nowadays. but Well, the they reshuffled it because yeah, of the COVID. Right. So. Yeah, yeah, I think that's probably the toughest one, though. So the Boston, Pittsburgh, Islander, Washington division. Mm-hmm. You're thinking that way, too? Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. What do you think, Isaac? Uh, I think the, I said the East was going to be tough, but I think you got to go down to the Florida. I think that's going to be a really, really tough one to come out of. I got to go either the Florida division, which is the central, that's got Carolina, Tampa, and Florida. I think that Tampa, Florida series is probably the best. I, I said it to you the other day, and sure enough, 5 4 game one, I, I couldn't have been happier. I'm like, I knew that series was going to be a gem, and I still, I still say that to this very second that it's going to be a gem. But I think the West is sneaky fun, too, with Colorado is really, really good. I mean, the President's Trophy champions there. And then Minnesota and Vegas are no schlubs either. So I think. I feel like those two, not to discount your north of the border friends, but you know, I think those are the, the divisions to watch out for. I, I think, but I think the the Minnesota and the uh, uh, Golden Knights series that's probably number two on the list after the Lightning and Panthers. Yeah, no, that's definitely that's a tight one too. So this, I mean, the nice part is that there's there's good series all over the place right now. So there's good hockey on all the time, and, and that's awesome to watch, especially now because so many of our friends are playing in the league now. So we know guys who are, you know, that we used to play with that are playing now, and it's it just makes it a little more fun to watch. Who's your eyes closest on? I mean, I know you're a Michigan guy, yeah. so no Red Wings. <laughs> the Wings are really good. Detroit in general has had the tough sporting uh, bit here in the last decade, but uh, I think the Lightning. Florida series is probably my favorite series to watch. I'd love to see Colorado get a cup. Um, no, they've, they've obviously come a long way in the last five years. So uh, being out in Denver the last four years was awesome. They, they have a lot of passion out there for that team. So, Very good. Well, that brings us to the end of segment number one of the Wheeling Nailers Power Hour. We're here at the 19th hole on National Road in Wheeling. We've got Brady Tomlack and Adam Smith with us on this week's show. Nailers are in Greenville this weekend for three on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday back home on May 26th to take on the Indy Fuel. This is the Nailers Broadcast Network presented by Main Street Bank. All right, welcome back to segment number two of the Wheeling Nailers Power Hour here at the 19th hole in National Road in Wheeling as we are here every Tuesday from 6 to 7. This week we have Adam Smith and Brady Tomlack. What are our nominations for next week's show? Oh, hey, I think it's your turn to choose. I've chosen the last couple. Well, I was thinking, because I think you had mentioned a couple of these guys at the beginning, and uh, there was a spirited bus conversation that I think kind of tipped it off. I think I'm kind of leaning towards McNally-Marino. Yeah, That'd so be a good combo. Yeah, because it was at the, the conversation about you have to root from where you're from. Yes. Yes, it was. And, and that's actually it's funny because you were asking Brady that going uh, going into the break. Yeah, he said uh, Detroit everything. Detroit everything, unfortunately. <laughs> it's a tough go right now. It is. It's really <laughs> tough. It's all right, though. But, yeah, yeah McNally-Marino would be a good one. <clears throat> Get Harry and Cock- Cockrell on here too. They probably give you a good show. <laughs> yeah, get Harry and Cockrell, please. <laughs> Just make sure they're on time for the van. Just make sure they're on time. <laughs> I'll drive them. 
<laughs> there you go. Hey, you guys have had so many new guys come into the mix this season. That's got to It's like got to be like a constant introduction. We were reading. I think it was like I think I was reading your thing. You said like fifty five new players, fifty five players have dressed this year for something like that. It's 52. crazy. Fifty two. You read the game day snapshot? Oh uh, yeah, I get in there, Deej. Thank you. Of course. <laughs> Great. There's one person that reads my work. Actually, you make it two because I know Isaac does. Yes, yes, I do. I have to be informed. <laughs> I, my mom does, so three. All right, we're good. We'll, we'll be. At, we'll, we'll need a second hand in a second to, to count all those people. So that's encouraging. But yeah, I mean that's that's a lot of people, and especially coming from college where you pretty much have the same crew year after year, right? Yeah, both yeah, of you for that yeah. Roster is usually twenty-five to thirty, and that's just what it is. So uh, it doesn't change. It just gives a little bit different dynamic to the season, obviously. Uh, it's a business this, is at this stage, so. There you go. Who else would make a, a fun – who else do you kind of enjoy, whether they're just talkative or just easy, uh, fun to pick on? I mean, that's that's kind of the thing is everybody's seen to pick on you. So, you know, would you like to throw anybody under the bus yeah, today? I, I think Milzy would be really Millsy good at this. Be, yeah, Milzy would be good <laughs> up here. I think Quartzy and Cuz would have a good little friendly banter up here. There's, there's some good guys to choose from for sure. Good jostling up here maybe. He's, he's funny, yeah. so. Have you had Jawser yet? Not at the hole yet, but yes, I had Josser at the office, and I'm trying to think. I might have had him with Millsy, actually. That's the great. That's the best part of it is having it back here and having Isaac have the back and forth of you guys doing it. Yeah, this is much better than than mm -hmm. before at the much better at the than office, the office. Yeah. Yes, and it was it was Zoom before that. Yeah, it was Zoom, and then our internet wasn't working, so we just started coming oh, into the office. The right? That's right. You you started that trend. Yeah, yeah that was good. Yeah. You're enjoying it so far. Oh, it's great. I actually get to meet some of you guys now. <laughs> get to find out about the interaction. So where where did uh, Tomer get sewered the most before? Oh. Was it yeah. I don't have, sewer, I don't ball, sewer ball, I feel like, was one of the target spots. He's bad at that. All right, well, there's, they play by different rules than I'm used to. Um, but here's rules. the deal. I don't, I don't have friends out in there. Right? They, like, these guys are playing patty cake, bumping balls up to each I'm other. I only, go for the I'm kill your friend the out there. You're, yeah, you, you're we have an alliance. But other than that, like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not here to play and make friends. I'm here to win the game. And, uh, and he hasn't won. I don't win that often. But <laughs> when I do, it's electric. <laughs> I'm pretty sure uh, – Foles and Drevy both said you are the worst player. Foley's terrible, too. Foley's awful. So is Drevy. I don't even think Drevy's even played once. So, yeah. Who's your favorite person to beat? Oh, Sly, for sure. Sly? Sly, for sure. He's probably the best player. So when I beat him, it's fun because he comes at me a lot. Okay. Do you play? Yeah, I play. I win more than Tom or two. Where, where do you stand <laughs> in the pecking order? Well, if you ask me, I'm probably up in the top two or three. But, uh... Top two or three? I don't. Th I don't think many people agree with that. Sli Slider's one and fights is two. Slider and fights good. Quartz he's good. Slider's is above fights. Yeah, so Slider's good. That's all Sly's that matters. Good. I will never say. I'll never say it to his face, but he's good. <laughs> Roll. Keep rolling out the top five. I want to hear who's top five. <sighs> fights Quartz and Sly for sure. I'm uh, in the top five. I guess you could, you could do yeah, that. Thank I mean, you. It gets pretty mucky after that. You can earn change guys in and out after that. Whoever's having a good day. But Two can't plays. Pardon? Tukes? Yeah, Tukes. He, he plays. Uh, he gets in there when he. I think it's when he's not starting, he'll come play with us. So it just depends. But I love how competitive you guys are. Like, oh, yeah, and everything. At everything. <laughs> and everything. So it's good. That's why it's nice getting, you know, the weather's warming up. You can go out there and play some golf, compete against each other there, too. So it's always fun. Which you crush the ball? Yeah, I, I, I hit it pretty far. That's one thing I will say. I'm, I'm, I'll be, I'll take anyone on the team on in golf. That's for sure. I'll attest to that. He's a good golfer. You usually team together. I'll give him credit here. He's a good golfer. <laughs> yeah, he, we, I'd we, say he's at the top 
yeah. you're the one seed. Yeah, probably. I mean, I haven't seen Millsy play. Apparently, Millsy's a stick, but uh, we yeah, used to get competitions out there, so <laughs> it's fun. You guys teed it up yesterday. We did, yeah. We had a little fun on the course. That one wasn't for score, though, as much as it was just <coughs> enjoying, the, enjoying the time with the, with the teammates. So I understand there are a lot of bright colors. There was, uh, there was definitely some interesting outfits that the uh, younger players had to don, but uh, it was all in good fun. So we, we had a good time out there. It was a beautiful day, too. Do you get to leave it up to some of your more veteran teammates to make those selections, or as a second-year guy, do you get to make some, some picks also on the, uh, the rookie fun? Yeah, I'll be honest. I'm really in between. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I, I hang out and, and go out with the younger guys a lot more because um, I live on that in that uh the frat house no oh, okay yeah my mom listens to this <laughs> so, <you know. laughs> but uh I, I just live close proximity to to the younger guys in the apartment so um but no i did help uh organize and, and kind of figure out what we were doing and, and what the game plan was but uh the the veteran guys like like huntsy was loving it huntsy loved organizing it so the ball was kind of in his court there I believe it. And, and it's funny you mentioned your mom listening because you seem to have quite the following. When we did your profile for television, uh, I had requests to put it on the video board and put it on the YouTube as quickly as possible. And you have a, you had a good following down in Florida, didn't you? Yes, there's a family in Florida that uh, I got to know pretty well um, while I was there. And, and they, they made a trip up here once. Um, and then that was... And then we went down to Florida, so I saw them again. And then uh, they made a trip to Jacksonville, too, the other weekend. So I've got a good relationship with them, and it's nice seeing them all the time. And it must jump your game because you've got a goal in Florida and a goal in Jacksonville. <laughs> so you see them in the building, and boom, you put the puck in the net. That's true. They might have to make another road yeah, trip. Yeah, you got to start coming more, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> so Tom Lacks had a chance to see his family. Have you had a chance to see your family at all, or because of the whole border restrictions, you're just – waiting until you can get back there in the summer. Yeah, I haven't seen my family at all since I've been here, so uh, I don't have any, any family south of the border. They, I guess they could fly, but uh, with the whole quarantining once they get back home, it, it didn't really make too much sense for them to do that. Last summer was ridiculously long for you guys, so some of it you were kind of restricted on what you could do, and then you figured it out as you went. This year it's going to be really short, so you're going to have Cancun after the season, how much time do you take off and then hit the grind, and what else do you have time to do for fun uh, in terms of the off season? <laughs> Tom, are you going to work out this summer? <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. When's, this, when's the season start? October? <laughs> September sounds good then. I don't know. Wait till you wait till you hear his summer that he's got lined up. No. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I actually had a big summer lined up last last year uh, post-graduation. Unfortunately, obviously with COVID, we had to put a lot of those plans on hold. Um, but, yeah, so I think we got Cancun planned. Uh, I'm going to go to Jamaica for a week as well. Um, I think we're, my family's going to take a trip to Greece and Italy, I think, uh, in July. So we'll do that, and then hopefully uh, I'll, I'll be able to stay over there another week or two as well and do some travel on my own. So it'll be fun, I think. I think it's going to take a month or so off before you, you jump back anyway. i got to imagine like, probably around like August I'll start start getting back in a workout routine. <laughs> you a month or four, no big deal. Yeah. You are very close to just backpacking over Europe. Yeah, yeah, very close, very close. So. Are you even going home? I, I, I wish I didn't have to, but no. I'm excited. Uh, you know, This will be my first full summer home in like six years, so it'll be nice. If you even make it home. If I make it home. If you I make you it could home. add another continent on there yeah. if you wanted to. Yeah. I mean, Africa yeah. and Asia are still open if yeah. you want to you know, yeah. pick those off the list. What are you going to do? 
Uh, it depends how open things are back home, but typically I just I go up to my cottage every weekend and spend my spend my weekends on the lake and. I work for my dad back home too, so I'll spend the weeks working for him and, and working out and training and then relax at the cottage on, on the weekends. There you go. I would say watch the Jays. What's it like being a Jays fan when they're not actually in Toronto? <laughs> it was the same with the Raptors this year too, so it's it's not fun. Like, well, it, You're still a fan, but it's just it's not the same. Yeah, you, I feel, you feel bad for the team not being able to play in front of their home fans, and it's, it's just the way it is. So, You want to throw one in? Oh, okay. So, what's your uh, guys' best sports moment, either watching it or just playing it yourself? Something you probably look back Ooh, in your head and be like, okay, one. this is my best highlight I've ever had. Any age, any age. Uh, I, I've never really had a lot. I didn't have any, any success in juniors. We never made the playoffs once there. Shocker. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> uh, so, not, not much to write home about then. Uh, we had a good college career. Um, I remember we beat St. Cloud. They were the number one seed in the NCAA tournament my sophomore year. That was awesome. Um, so some good memories from there. I uh, I do remember watching the 08 Red Wings win the cup. That was a cool moment, although I was like 13 at the time instead of being able to have fun now. Uh, now they suck. Um, but I, I'd say probably yeah, beating St. Cloud would be my, my number one. Kind of a lot like Tomer being a Detroit sports fan, not having much to cheer about. Toronto sports fans hadn't had much to cheer about for a while. So um, I think most recently was that – Kawhi Leonard shot um, against Seventy Sixers, so that's pretty. I cool. remember that's where cool I was shot, and yeah. watching it go down, and it was electric, and and that whole run for them winning, and that was probably my most recent vivid. That was the one that hit event. the rim about seventy-five times. Yeah, yeah. bounced like fifteen in, right? feet up in yeah. the air, curled around and dropped. It was it was awesome. How would you have called that one? Oh, cool. It would have been like okay for the win, let it sit there and be like, and then you have to just wait because you can't just be like. Unless you just want to draw out for the win. Yeah. Well, didn't didn't Mike Breen have the call? He was, he was his bang, bang. That's his that's his thing, right? When he's calling the basketball games, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what he does. Yeah, Mike, Mike Breen's got the bang, bang. Yep, he, that that is him. You got that one right. But th- that has to be tough because that's like a moment thing. Like yeah. that, that ball had hung on the rim for about – felt like 15 seconds. Absolutely. I'm kind of surprised a little bit because I feel like – basketball is kind of the anti-sport when we come to hockey like I feel like a lot of guys are like no they play at the same time we do guys have a hard time getting into it so I feel like that's almost a throwaway so I'm kind of surprised that you went for hoops well I I was never a basketball fan growing up to be honest um and it wasn't until recently with the Raptors and and the Raptors the hype around the Raptors in Toronto has grown exponentially in the last five to ten years so um I just kind of call it the bandwagon but I'm a hometown sports sports fan, so I, I hopped on the bandwagon, and it's something that the city and the people back home just, just really get, get around. For everything but Maple Leafs, sorry, <laughs> um, the bandwagon seemed to be growing really well up in Canada because you had the, uh, who was it, uh, Batista with the bat flip yeah. for the Blue Jays. Yeah. So they had their moment in the spotlight. Toronto FC won an MLS mm-hmm. Cup. The Raptors won an NBA championship, so, I mean, everything else seems to be doing hunky-dory up there. It's the Leafs' turn. <laughs> and yet the Leafs are still the one that are, that's worshipped. They win, they'll blow the roof off that city. It's in lockdown. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to care if they win. <laughs> yeah, what would happen? What, what would that look like? Because I saw New England after the Red Sox won after 86 years of drought. What would Toronto look like if the Leafs win it all? 
So kind of an ongoing joke in my family, my grandpa, every time the Leafs win a game, he says, get your lawn chairs out for the parade. So <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I didn't get to go downtown for, for the Raptors parade, um, but, I, but it was pretty electric. So I, I can only imagine what, what, the, what the Leafs parade would be like and, and how the city would go crazy. That would be pretty cool. You guys, you've seen all years. Well, I mean, I don't know if you've seen all years, no, because the Tigers, it's still recent enough where, you know, it wouldn't be like, uh, you know, 50, 60, 70 years where people would just go absolutely bananas and mm-hmm. probably jump off rooftops, right? Yeah, I think they won in like the 80s or 70s, I want to say. So it's been a, it's been a bit. I know the Pistons won in the mid 2000s. Detroit, the, the Wings obviously won in. Uh, you know, like 2008, but if the Lions are won the Super Bowl. Oh, yes. Now, oh, that yes. one that one would be a parade, that's for sure. That would be the one. Mm-hmm. I think people would be more shocked than anything oh. else probably, right? Buy a lot of ticket that year, that's for sure. <laughs> Spe- speaking of the Lions, as I mentioned, my, my dad is a huge Lions fan. And the How? Lions, it, it just happened. It was uh, Barry Sanders and the Honolulu Blue jerseys, and that, that's, that's what drew him in. And he says that he's only watched him play in one playoff game since he's been, like, for a long time and it's been a long time coming but I have to ask you did you have you seen their new head coach Dan I have Campbell? Dan Campbell a man's man as I would say he is fighting uh, kneecaps yeah yeah he's uh he's a motivator that's for sure um but I, I, I think they had a good draft this year uh not anything flashy by any means but took care of a lot of problem areas and I think that offensive line might be the best offensive line in football in two years so uh that's obviously a great start and we we got to find a quarterback still. I don't believe in Jared Goff, so we got we got to find a quarterback and then uh, and we'll see what happens. Do you guys go to those games growing up at all? I've been to a couple. I remember the the only one I really remember was it was a uh, Thanksgiving Day because I was playing Thanksgiving. Just gonna say, um, did you ever go to Thanksgiving? I went game? to Thanksgiving game with my dad. Uh, I was probably like twelve or thirteen at the time. Uh, but usually we're gone for hockey season by the time the NFL season rolls around, so it's, it's not a lot of time to uh, to go watch the games, unfortunately. We're going to have a field day next week with McNally and Marino. And we're gonna, I'm going to make sure that that combo happens because the fact that you're – That's a good combo. That's a great combo. The fact that you're a Chargers fan, number one to start, but the fact that your dad not being from oh, – Oh, now he's going to have a field day with you. Yes. Field day. <laughs> okay, let's listen to this, though. If he's going to have a field day with me, me being a Chargers fan, they are terrible. And every they no, they, I agree. They don't win. It's, it's for him. It's the principal though. Like that, he's a big principal guy. Like, like he's just gonna. He's you know he's a, he's a mass guy, Harvard guy. Like he's just. <laughs> I already deal with the he's pirates. A new, he's a New York guy. Yeah, a New York guy. guy. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't put him into New England yet. <laughs> We're not ready to accept him just yet. I know he went to school there, and I know he played in. Though that whole but. Northeast vibrato though, he's very that's very patty to a T. <laughs> But yeah, the fact that you're a Lions, your dad's a Lions fan. On top of it, holy smokes! Like I, I wouldn't have thought I'd meet anyone outside of Detroit who was a Lions fan. That, <laughs> that blows me away. My dad's a Lions fan. Oh come on! Why? <laughs> he, he grew of, up in Sarnia though, so okay. it, was, it was kind of the closest team when he was younger. But we got to meet your dad last week, and I and I hope he uh, knows that I'm joking around. Obviously, he's a great dude, and we appreciate all that uh, you've been able to bring to the table this year. And obviously, you know, looking forward to another fun year. Of, doing this next year and doing this week in and week out once again at the 19th hole. So that's awesome stuff there. Now let's bring it to the end of segment number two of our Wheeling Nailers Power Hour. We'll have more with Brady Tomlack and Adam Smith here at the 19th hole for the Wheeling Nailers Power Hour on the Nailers Broadcast Network presented by Main Street Bank.
final segment of the Wheeling Nailers Power Hour. Nailers are on the road this weekend in Greenville to take on the Swamp Rabbits for three <coughs> on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday before coming back to Wheeling next Wednesday for one against the Indy Fuel. And then, of course, the home season finale the weekend of June 4th and 5th, both against the Fuel. You can get your tickets at wheelingnailers.com. The fourth is Superman night. The fifth is Fan Appreciation Night. And it's Isaac's turn to ask some questions. All right, so we're going to start off. I've started off with the last couple of guys with the same thing. So when game day comes around, what's just your game day routine at home and on the road? Because I feel like those have to be both quite different. Uh, I, I kind of stick to the same schedule all the time. So most most times the first game of the week we'll have like a morning skate, um, get to the rink at you know, 10, 10.30, whatever it is. Uh, stretch, do a morning skate, usually 20, 30 minutes. Uh, I'll head home, I'll make a breakfast. Uh, usually it's like eggs, bacon, something like that. And then if we're at home, I think that Olive Garden in Tridelphia has probably got about two thousand of my dollars this year. <laughs> uh, I get that. <coughs> I get that every every home game. So I'll go there, get my pregame meal, like eat around like one o'clock, two o'clock for a seven o'clock or seven o'clock game. Then I'll sleep for about two hours, get up, get my suit on, and uh, head to the rink. So is it to the point now up at that Olive Garden? Do you even have to order? Or I think they recognize out? my car. I'm pretty sure the way the people there recognize my car. So um, yeah, they've, they've, de they've definitely seen a lot of me there. You can fly a plane, but you don't cook. No, I cook. I, I cook a lot. Uh, not on game days though. So I like to I like to order out on game days because you know don't don't worry about anything. Get a good meal on you and get ready for the game. So okay. Yeah, probably uh, the same as Tomer for the most part. Uh, obviously, morning skate and, and you stretch and cool down and get home. And I I try and eat lunch pretty early around just before noon and uh, hit the hay by hit the hay by one. Sleep till three, wake up at three, eat your meal, and then uh, hopefully my roommates have woken up too by then. And Josling will connect to the speaker, and we'll have a little bit of a jam session there, and uh, get showered, head over to the rink. And Great I'm pretty point. basic. I I play sewer. Me and Tom are our team usually, because I have to help the worst player all the time. So. Oh my. <laughs> but uh, no, no, I I don't get anything too serious or too crazy on game days i i like to keep it pretty loose and and stay relaxed so so what's the music uh, selection for in the apartment or just right before the game then this jam fest you know, yeah so this? it depends who connects to the speaker uh like tomer I'm a, I'm a bit of a country guy um jostling he is not um <laughs> there's I, I can't even pronounce the names of the people that he that he plays but uh it's like some some hard rap like it, it's got a good beat and, it, and it's going and then Foley's, Foley's my other roommate, so he'll get like super excited and start jumping, and then just a lot of energy going around. So it's it's pretty good, and I, I just kind of go along for the ride. Yeah, I can totally see that with Jostling too. And I think we got a little bit of a sample of it on the Jacksonville trip when he would when he would hook up, and then Courtnall would hook up, and it'd be cold, totally something different. Yeah, I I want Joser to be the DJ in the room, but I, he's a little bit uh, too nervous to do it. Courtsy's good. Courtsy does a good job. So does yeah, Keener. So. Good job. so. Wow, so you take you picked Jostling. You pick. I'm surprised the rookies take the control of that. How, how many how many of us are there? Nineteen or something like that. Too many. Too many. Yeah. We could revolt any time we want. We remind the vets. We could revolt yeah, if we wanted to. Yeah, they got the majority in the house. So. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> That's phenomenal. You want to go somewhere else? Uh, so we were talking a little bit before we started back about how, and we'll bring it up for that. Tyler Drevich said it. He says oh he's God. not convinced that you can fly a plane, even though you are a pilot. Technically not a pilot yet. Uh, hopefully we'll go to pilot training after I'm done playing. 
but I have flown an aircraft by myself with no one else in it. So if that qualifies being able to fly a plane, I can fly a plane. The, the plane is still working in, in one piece. In one piece, <laughs> it's working. I'm, I'm, I'm safe, I'm alive, so it, it was successful. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Drevy, Drevy talks a lot. I mean, just tell me, like, once you can get a number at you and stick with one number all season, then he can maybe, you know, you know start chirping a little more. Burned. <laughs> What's the easiest part of flying a plane? What's the toughest part about flying a plane? Um, easiest part's the actual flying when you're in the air. I mean, there's really not much. It's not like driving a car. There's nothing to hit up there. So as long as you, <laughs> you know, don't nosedive, you're, you're usually in a pretty pretty safe spot. Uh, yeah. I think the toughest part for me when I was uh, flying, when I started flying, was getting the radio calls down. Because it's, it's very specific. And it's, when you go on, like, different altitudes, different checkpoints, you got to check in. Um, and it's not a lot in itself. But when you're working with everything else at the same time, it makes it a little more difficult. So that multitasking is a little, you know, was tough for me to pick up. Very good. That's one of your big things right now. What's uh, Smitty, what's one of your big hobbies away from the rink? My big hobbies away from the rink. I spend probably 20 hours a week on my fishing boat, so I'm not good at fishing, though. That's one's my problem. One's in the air, one's in the water. Perfect. That's just exactly <laughs> how I wanted it to add up. Love it. Yeah, but no, I spend a lot of time on my fishing boat. It's I think it's a, a really good way to, for me to kind of relax, decompress, and just think and appreciate life and look at look at the good things you got and uh my dad comes out with me all the time and he's a worse fisherman than i am and that's saying something because i'm not any good <laughs> exactly exactly catch and fish or gravy so uh no i just really enjoy relaxing and spending time on the lake so it's more boating than it is fishing <laughs> yeah yeah are okay. you uh, are you a catch and release or are you catch and cook it up for dinner uh catch and release for the most part um for for what's in my lake up at the cottage it's not great for for eating so uh, just catch and release. Most impressive catch? I had a buddy of mine take me out musky fishing, so I caught a 36-inch musky in October before I came. So that was that was my first musky, which was uh, really exciting for me. Nicely done. Very good. And when we were speaking of numbers, I always like to ask this: Did you guys get the numbers you wanted, or if not, what's your favorite number, and what's the like significance behind it? Uh, I wore 28. Uh, pretty much my entire career. My dad wore 28 when he played. Uh, that's why I chose it. And I wanted it when I came here. Unfortunately, it was taken by someone already when I got here. And then the guy got, ended up getting cut like two weeks later. But I already had 18 at that point. So I uh, kind of stuck with it. Interesting, interesting. So I was I was four in juniors, five in college, um, eight last year. Uh, I wanted four or five, and, and those were taken. And I don't think my last name's big enough to have two numbers in my on my jersey, so I tried. I tried to stick to single digits. I don't know why. It's a mental thing. So uh, I, t I took six. I think that was my first number ever in hockey, and I was born on the sixth. So um, I kind of like it, and I, I might stick with it for a little bit. That's cool. I always like to hear about the significance there, because some people are, can be superstitious about that, and like I have to have that number. Oh yeah, no. I mean, you'll see in like full sports, like guys will pay him like thousands of dollars, like like Rolexes, to give up the jersey. So it's uh, it's crazy. Like Mr. Hunt. Like Mr. Hunt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he got twenty four. Took that one right away from Thosey. Yeah, Thousy. I think it's funny though. You mentioned the uh, the look of the names on the jerseys because sometimes they just don't seem to mix. Like you've got, let's just take, let's take one of your Blue Jays. Hyunjin Ryu has ninety nine. He's got that little three word, three letter last name there. And then we faced 
Billy Christopoulos from Indy, who's got this mammoth last name, and let's throw a one underneath that and see what it looks like. It looks like makes it look like a T on the back of their jersey. It's like, all right, that's a little. Maybe we want to try and figure that out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just something I've always. I like to keep things pretty simple. I'm a chocolate ice cream guy. I don't stray too far from the beaten path. Good so for you. Uh, yeah, single digits are, are my thing. There you go. Chocolate ice cream. Very good. Ice cream, Tomer? Vanilla for me, yeah. I'm not a chocolate-based guy at all. So I like chocolate in it, but the, the ice cream itself can't, can't be, cannot be chocolate. So You want to give me a strawberry and let's complete the Neapolitan? I'm not a strawberry person. I'll no? give vanilla any day of the week. Really? Yes. I, w- I go towards the chocolate path, but I will stray with all sorts <laughs> of different paths. That, you know, you have no telling what I'm going to go with. Actually, black raspberry is probably my, my go-to on that one. That's also a fact. Yeah, I missed that trip Cincinnati this year. That was uh, that was a little bit of a bummer. What's Greenville going to be like this weekend? What are you What are we looking forward to? Maybe the Thursday off day. What's What's the number one <coughs> meal of choice when you guys go on the road? What kind of uh, a restaurant are you guys looking for when you have a chance? Uh, <coughs> I like to eat at steakhouses a lot of the time, so I'll probably try and find something like that. I know when we went earlier in the season to Greenville, uh, Chad Duchesne played there. I think it was last year. Yep. Um, he knew a family down there. They took us out. We got to shoot um, all different kinds of guns, so that was awesome. Oh, wow. So, yeah, we it was basically our own private range for the day, which was a lot of fun. Um, I'm not sure we'll be able to do that again. Obviously, we only, we only have one off day, but uh, probably just walk around, see the city a little bit. We didn't really get a chance to do that last time, so uh, just kind of enjoy it. Hopefully, the weather's nice down there. Yeah, I wasn't here for, for the first trip to Greenville, but I, I remember it from last year, and it's a nice little, <coughs> nice little spot, and it, it's well-kept, and it's like, uh, I don't know, I, I hope there's some good restaurants. That's... I like to go to whatever's close, so and wherever the guys are going. So uh, you don't have a yeah. choice of, a, of an area that you go to, like Tomer said, steakhouse, which there is one actually right down the street. I'm not Perfect. a picky eater, so I like it all. I'll go wherever. All right, now you guys have been to the 19th hole before, so where do you lo- where do you go on the wing board? I don't think I've ever had the wings here. Oh, oh. oh. time to change that. <laughs> I've never had food here either. <laughs> I love, I, love, I love honey garlic, so that'd probably be pretty good. Uh, Ange, I think they like some of the other uh, items that you sell here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, most of the time it's more liquid. Specifically the wet ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when, uh, when you get Marino on, ask him about the chip wall. <laughs> the chip wall, that's his big, uh, that's his area? Okay. <laughs> he bought every bag one time. Did he really? <laughs> I don't know why. Perfect. Make sure you have a lot of chips next week then. <laughs> That's unbelievable. So what kind did you say? The honey garlic? Oh. Yeah, yeah I'd, probably, I'd probably go honey garlic if I had to pick one. Yeah, but I've never, like I said, I've never had one here. So, Perfect. We're I told you I'm, I'm pretty basic. I'm getting the medium. Right in the middle. Good play there. So switching back towards the sports gear of things, this is kind of – interesting me because we have the NBA playoffs starting tonight with playing games now in the East and the West where it's like a bracket and now we also have the MLB wild card where you don't just get a freebie you actually have to play your way in do you guys like that I mean I'm sure the leagues do it's more money for them more games more money for them um this year I get it because you know it's obviously a different year schedules are short and that kind of thing uh there's less opportunity for teams who fall behind to catch up so I understand like the, the thought process of maybe opening it up, but possibly have two, you know, two lower seed teams getting in still. Um, and obviously, like the more playoff sports you can get, the better. I mean, it's more, it's more competitive, it's more uh, intense, so it's it's more fun to watch as a fan. 
Um, but I know, like, as a player, extra games isn't always what you want. So I know, you know, if you're sitting in the seventh, eighth seed, you're like, I'd just rather start playoffs and have to go play these two playing games. So you like it or not? I do, I do, because I think I think it's kind of along the same lines of of those shootout hockey wins and how everyone wants the overtime to just keep going and 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 get the actual winner of the game instead of yes just getting in. So I, I think it's good for I think it's good for the sport and it's exciting for the fans too. So Isaac, I know this is a, a sore subject for you sometimes. If if it's baseball and the Pirates are in it, no, I hate it. But <laughs> otherwise, I think it's a I think it's actually a pretty neat idea. Uh, I don't really understand the seven versus eight and then the nine versus ten but if you lose the seven eight you still have a chance to be alive i feel like if you're going to do it it's got to be one game elimination to make it more make to make sure there's more on the line it's like they're trying to get as creative as they possibly can and see what kind of new bangled ideas they can find and and throw together this this will be my first experience watching one as a fan in a play-in type of a game because the Red Sox either win the division or they <laughs> miss it by a boatload. There's no wild card in, in the Red Sox nation. But, yeah, it'll be, I'll be curious to see uh, what it's like as a Celtic fan. But, yeah, like you said, they if they win, then they're in. If they lose, then they get a chance to redeem themselves. And then the other game, they just lose and done. Or they win and they get to try and try it again. So. It's too confusing for right now. It's just too confusing in my eyes. Yeah, it's different, though. So, I mean, I, I enjoyed it last year when they had the uh, – the round rob well not the round robin the uh the part in uh, the bubbles yeah in disneyland yeah, yeah well they brought the uh the fa the uh what nine through 12 teams in like and had those 12, teams play yeah. up and did a whole bunch of other stuff so I, I thought that was fascinating to watch just you know more for the sports fan to enjoy and you know more competitive games i guess we could say you want to finish up with anything fun before we uh send it away for the weekend oh try to think of something fun so you guys said you had a lot of fun yesterday? It was a good time. Yeah, it was a good time for sure. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> Can't really go into details. We had, a, we had a fun time. Nope, I don't think you can. <laughs> but that's all right. We appreciate both of you guys coming out for another edition of the Wheeling Nailers Power Hour at the 19th hole. And uh, it will be a fun trip down to Greenville. Hopefully you guys can get a couple of victories. If you do, then you'll hit number 1,000 in team history. So oh, wow. that, that's on the table. Wow. So. That'll be super cool if you guys can pull that one off and we get to celebrate it back on Wednesday night when we see you guys at West Banco Arena. So great job. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for having us, CJ. Absolutely. Adam Smith and Brady Tomlack, our guests this week on the Wheeling Nailers Power Hour. Our targets are going to be McNally and Marino. So we're coming for you for next week's show right back here at the 19th hole every Tuesday from 6 to 7. And, of course, Nailers Hockey is back on the radio on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday against the Swamp Rabbits, and then in person at home on Wednesday night against the Fuel. That's the 26th of May. Get your tickets at wheelingnailers.com, and we have been talking to you on the Nailers Broadcast Network, presented by Main Street Bank. <laughs>